everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area. Speaking of local area franchises and locally owned and operated, our guest today who's going to talk with us about growing and scaling within a franchise system through purchase of other franchisees' locations. And the guest is Bernie Inbody, franchise owner of Express Employment Professionals. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Blake. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Absolutely. And I'm glad we started off with me immediately interrupting you on the very first question. (laughs) It might happen again. I No promises It's possible. Right. Yeah, I'm good at that. Just ask my prior And guests. vice versa. I think we're, we both could be capable of that. It'll work. It'll work. So, Bernie, what does Express Employment Professionals do? Let's start with the, uh, let's start with the advertisement. Yeah, so Express Employment Professionals, we're in the, we're in the people business. We, uh, we help local companies find good people, uh-huh. and we're here for the community, people that are in between jobs, new to town, Fallen on hard times, laid off. We help those people find good jobs. So, uh, again, in the people business, two sets of customers, job seekers, and companies locally. And that second set of customers, the the companies locally, you are the solution to the number one challenge that we have right now, which is the labor crunch, right? There's no question that it's a challenge. You know, it's Blake, it's always been difficult to recruit and find good people. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, over the last two years, there have been some added challenges thrown in there. And with un- low unemployment in Nebraska, uh, you know, there's definitely a need for us uh, and a service we provide that's valuable to many companies. Yeah. What is the unemployment rate right now in Nebraska? 2.2%, I believe. So basically, anybody that wants a job has a job. It's probably negative. Yeah. So yes, absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So going back and kind of setting the table here, um, when you're growing up and when you're in college, you knew when what you were going to do was be a franchise owner of Express Employment Professionals, right? Absolutely not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you're asking me that because, or assuming that because that's never the case, right? Very infrequently. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I went to school in Lincoln and was in the business school and really had never had an idea on what I wanted to do. Was a very competitive person, so obviously loved sports, but mm-hmm. business was a good fit. Uh, my career was primarily in in sales, so yeah. spent about twelve years in pharmaceutical medical sales. Love that because it, it's a competitive industry, not only with other pharma companies, but mm-hmm. competitive with yourself to get out there and really help physicians and help nurses and help clinics uh, service the population and, and and heal people. Did that for 12 years and really enjoyed it, um, but, uh, but then decided to make a shift here about nine years ago. What went into that decision? You know, when I, when I first got married, my wife and I would walk our dog frequently and have a conversation about owning a business. And yeah. It often included never knowing what the heck we would do just because we were (laughs) never creative enough to come up with a a unique idea. Um, But both being in sales, business to business, a business to business opportunity really was something that made sense. 
a friend of mine who I'd worked with in pharmaceutical sales opened up his express franchise uh, a few years earlier, and I got to oh. see him succeed. Mm-hmm. I got to uh, really lean on him for support, and he showed me the way and opened my eyes to what being a franchisee uh, could be and be a successful one uh, here in Nebraska. That's interesting. So you got to actually see it happen with a friend. And Absolutely. Then went through the research process subsequently. You, most people that, that research a franchise or, or looking for a franchise, you would know this, spend quite a bit of time. Uh-huh. I might have spent the least amount of time of anyone <laughs> <laughs> simply because the timing was right yeah. and I knew this individual really well mm-hmm. and it just the gut feel was this is it, let's go. And uh, that's what we did. Did you, know, did you know or were you guessing that you had the right transferable skills? I mean, was that part of your confidence? Like, hey, if other people can do it, I have that same skill set? I don't know if that in, was an internal belief. It was more of a, an outward or inward. I don't know which, which way we're looking at it here. It's other people telling me that you can do this and you'll be good at it. And when you hear that enough from enough people... You, you really start to believe it. And, and I'm no different than many other people that have been told those same things in reference to you can be successful. And so I heard that enough and, and had faith in people closest to me. Yeah. That was a, a key piece as well. If, you, if you've got a good support system and you mm-hmm. trust that they're being honest with you, then usually good things will, will happen. And, that, and that, you know, I'm fortunate that that did happen for us. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And that was how long ago when you So almost nine years. Nine years ago right now is when we started the, the, uh, the process, so to say. No kidding. Uh, yes. So October of 13. Wait. Mm-hmm. Is that nine years ago? Yeah, nine years ago. October Ish. of 13. <laughs> football season. Uh, headed down to Oklahoma where Express Headquarters is for mm-hmm. Discovery Days. Again, a, a process that you're familiar with, with mm-hmm. many other franchises, and yep. and uh, got this thing kicked off and signed on the dotted line pretty much right then and there. Impressive. Very impressive. I mean, nine years, that says a lot. So, And it's you're in an industry that tends to sustain regardless, so obviously it's been a pretty consistent ride for you. You know, it's interesting because you would think that there'd be so many factors that would take away from the opportunities. But what we have found over nine years is that while COVID and other natural disasters or market fluctuations, they will impact some businesses. Uh If you have a wide base and if you uh, are seeking out different opportunities within your community, you can avoid some of those and lean on the others to make up for those voids. And, and that's been a key piece to, to how we've been successful is to, to create that wide base of clients yeah. in a wide variety of industries so that, you know, when things happen, it's yeah. not a, it, it's not the sky's falling. It's just, okay, let's make a small tweak or tweak here or there. So within, if I'm hearing you right, within your franchise organization, you have a lot of say on the local level about what categories you can go after as far as 
customers and the types of people that you want to staff and the types of businesses that you want to staff? Yeah, you know, the uh, a huge reason why I'm such a, a big advocate of franchising and specifically Express is that the franchisor will remove some of the obstacles or handle things that let you focus on your business and selling. You know, in ours, it's selling, yeah. building relationships. And yes, the answer to your question is we have full reign of almost any industry to go after with a few exceptions. Um, we don't do anything in the medical world. Um, we're not doing um, you know, C-suite uh, placement at the Executive moment. placement stuff. At okay. the moment, for sure. But, but other than that, it's, it's a wide open landscape. And we're able to make those decisions whether or not we're going to pursue certain things or we're going to market ourselves as a leader in that area. Yeah. And we've learned sometimes the hard way <laughs> that, <laughs> that every avenue is not the right avenue. And you do need to switch gears and yeah. and follow a different road, but uh, that's part of that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of part of the fun, things are things are moving along. I don't know how many years ago this was, but to the topic of the day, yeah, expansion by bringing on a diff- additional territories, buying out other franchise owners. Yeah, things are moving along, things are going well, and you decide, well, I don't have enough. I don't have enough headaches. I need some more, so. Maybe I'll buy up some more territory. That's a, you know, it actually did happen pretty quick. Um, I see a theme here. The two, (laughs) right. Make a decision and go. That's just like, (laughs) make a decision and go. There's no use uh, researching to death. Um, Death by research, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the two reasons we really uh, pursued expansion, number one, we feel like we're part of Omaha and we wanted to service Omaha. Mm-hmm. But when there's three separate individual franchises within the same community, yeah, you know, there are some doors that we can't open. And so the first was we wanted to service Omaha. We felt like we, we, we are Omaha. We're express Omaha. We want to have full reign in Omaha. Yeah. Second thing is, you know, when you interview people in, in a variety of industries or positions, you're going to find that people are asking about growth opportunities. You know, Blake, if you hire me, what's the growth potential here? Um, And adding additional franchises allowed us to career path the people that we bring Um, into our team. Um, You know, it's not a, well, that person's in that role, you know, wait till they're done or when they retire or they leave. Instead, it's, hey, we've created more, opportunities because we've got multiple offices, multiple positions, different niches of services that we can provide. Mm -hmm. And that's been a a big benefit. And and one reason why our turnover is down over the last two years. Turnover within your own organization. Our internal turnover. Yeah. Because people are, are seeing the opportunity to, to do different things, more things, take on more responsibility. And uh, that, that is super exciting. For me and my team. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank on that. you. Yeah. So walk me through the decision-making process. Did, did you approach other franchisees or did they approach you? And was, was the franchisor involved in the discussions? This was really more of a franchisee conversation. Okay. Um, 
you know, when you're in the same market, it's critical that, that you work geographic together. market. When you're in the same geographic market, absolutely. Okay. It's important that you, you work together because it's going to create more opportunities when you do. And while we did compete somewhat for talent in Omaha, we were still under the same brand. And so uh-huh. um, over the years, just got to know the, the previous owners well and, and understand where they were coming from, where they're going. And at, at certain points along the process, they you know, made the choices to, to go a different route and pursue other business ventures. And, and that provided the opportunity for me and, and my team. And, and so it really was as simple as that. It happened coincidentally about every two years it's just every two years something would happen we we purchased a, a building mm-hmm. in the first you know in our first level of expansion where yeah. we knew we needed more space and then one of the other territories became available two years later and then in 2020 uh, the final third piece here in Omaha became available and so it, it's worked out and again as you're seeing and hearing not a lot of research went in. We just knew where we were going, what we wanted to do. And this was something that was discussed between my wife and I day one, that you know, if and when there were additional franchise opportunities within Express, mm-hmm. given what we've seen and what we've known, man, let, let's take advantage of it and really leverage the time that we have to be Express franchisees. So part of this was you paying attention to what was going on within the franchise system and you were experiencing success, but watching and seeing that that success wasn't just unique to you. Hundred percent. You know the uh, the annual meetings that we would attend, the regional meetings. It's so critical to network and and just understand, ask, pay attention, see what others are doing. Not just from a, a standpoint of how can my franchise right now be successful, but where are we going? Yeah. You know, like are we? What path are we heading down? <laughs> you know, I, I will never forget the uh, the initial conversation we had at Discovery Days was talking about exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Here I was, a you know, 42-year-old guy starting his own business. The last thing I was thinking about was, how do I exit Express? But it's important to, again, just pay attention and, and think about all those things along the way. Yeah. Act on some, not act on others, but... But network within the group, see what's happening. There's a, a lot of other owners. I'm clearly not the only express owner that has multiple franchises. Um, people do it for different reasons. I do believe that the growth potential for your internal team is a primary reason yeah. why why many of my colleagues are doing it. Um, but the other is that it's a it's a great business. You know, if mm-hmm. it, we know it. You know, Express knows it. My team executes well. Why not go a little bigger? And uh, it's worked out for us. So when you first invested in Express, and it happened pretty fast, but do you remember, since you made the decision apparently in like 13 hours, do you remember factoring in during any of those 13 hours? I've seen within this franchise system others who've added territories. Was that was that an important factor for you or just kind of a nice to have? I'd say it was more of a nice to have. I Okay. We uh the expansion wasn't it was discussed within the first 6 months. 100%. Is that right? Guarantee. Yes. The first couple weeks <laughs> 
Not it, so much. Not so much. <laughs> the first, you know, first two or three months, it it was the hardest thing that my wife and I have been through in terms of just trying to make it work. Yeah. You know, we we went from having a, a salary and and money and money coming in to to buying a job and having nothing coming in, and so it was. Did you critical. both leave? To be part of the business? So my wife at the time um, was a stay-at-home mom okay. raising our twin girls. Uh, but once they were entering kindergarten, she was going to enter the workforce again. But I convinced her to, to go this route. And uh, Smart man. So it, <laughs> expansion was, it was, like I said, early on in our minds, right out of the chute, it was just survival mode. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And anybody who's starting a brand new business who says it's anything else... And they might not be recollecting very clearly, right? Yeah. We, we, you know, anyone who's been successful in any profession, it is hard work. You, you don't just stumble on success. You have to work hard. And, and we did. And I owe it to my team for working hard. Um, my wife, we, you know, she, she did a lot to, to make things um, get to the level that we're at yeah. today. Even though she's been out of the business for a couple of years now, she's she was critical to uh, really holding things together. When it could be easy to to throw in the chips, I mean, it's you know there are times where it's mm-hmm. it becomes and you're asking yourself tough questions, you know. But I'm so glad it's been so rewarding. The expansion has been fabulous, and and we're having our best year ever this year. Congratulations on that. Appreciate it. Not surprisingly, since it's a business that's somewhat countercyclical. Yes, no, there, there's no question that the that the market is 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 assisting us. But I will tell you that um, it's not like that everywhere, and it's because my my team, the people that I work with, that that are working with our two sets of customers, they're the ones that are diligent. They work hard. Mm-hmm. They care. They're you know they're fundamental in, in knowing the details and doing the right thing. And that makes a difference. And, and you can't be successful if you don't have that in place. And I'm fortunate to have great people. Hearing you talk about that made me think of another question I wanted to ask about the, I'll call them the acquisitions of other locations. What went into your calculus for whether or not it made sense to, in these every two year events, whether or not it made sense to make the investment. I mean, you moved quickly, obviously, but yeah. all joking aside, there must have been some serious analysis. I'm not asking you for proprietary information right. here. Yeah. I mean, this isn't recorded live, so I could ask you for proprietary information, and then we'd cut it out later. But what kind of factors were you contemplating in order for you and your wife to get to the point where you said, this, this is worth us investing in. Let's move forward on this. Let's make an offer. You're, you might laugh at this one. Uh, very little analysis was done. <laughs> Again, let's go, let's there's go a ba- theme. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to previous responses. I surround myself with the people who I have faith and trust in. Mm-hmm. I listen and see what they're doing. And if that same door is open for me, I'm going through the door. I'm not sitting in front of the door and going in over analyzation mode. I can't say that that is going to work every time. I'm not going to say that 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 is the right way to do it, or I don't make mistakes because clearly made many. 
However, in this regard, in regards to expansion, mm-hmm. uh, I saw enough, I heard enough, and I trusted the right people and knew it was the right thing. So, and now I get what you're saying. You didn't overthink it, right? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk myself out of this because I realize this is a real opportunity. The, the biggest question really I had was, can I support, is there enough of me to go around? I guess a better way to put it is, oh, is there okay. enough, can I devote enough time to make them all work and all succeed and be successful? It wouldn't make any sense for, for one to be successful and have the other two, you know, take all the profits away from the one that is successful. Yeah. And so you, you do have to, or I did have to assess my ability and willingness <laughs> to put in the time uh, with each individual team and understand the, the breadth of my team and what we could do. And uh, so in regards to maybe not what all was contemplated, but, but those were the questions, I guess, that I was yeah. asking um, and maybe the most critical again was, is there enough of me to go around? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and most, and, and I, I guess mean, I, I, I could have hit that softball out of the park, I, but <laughs> well, I'm assuming, you know, and not every franchise is the same, but I am assuming that, you know, franchisee involvement is critical to at least some extent. Right. Sure. Um, and with our business, it, it's fairly important. You it's know? a people business. That's exactly right. From a good end, you know, I need to catch my people doing good things and reward them for it. And if I'm not there, they're not going to feel as satisfied with what they're doing and feel appreciated. So that that's a critical piece of that. I love that line. That's going to have to be our clip out, Dylan. I mean, talk about somebody who's in a people business and having the right attitude and then actually practicing what you preach in order to stay ahead of the curve. Another question for you. Two or three things. Could you give me a couple examples of ways that your role changed as the owner when you went from owning a single location to multiple locations? Uh, Priorities that changed for you or where you had to spend your time differently? Yes. Um, Well, number one is we needed to be more organized. I, my team will tell you that can be a challenge for me. Uh, and so organization was critical. So there yeah. were, there were many times when, uh, you know, in order to begin something or continue to work through a process, it was, okay, how's this going to work with, with both sets of team, both teams here. Yeah. So my role became, I guess, more in operational organization uh, is one aspect where it, where it came into play. Number two, it was people development. So that, that sped up mm-hmm. really quick because we, we didn't hire 10 new people. You know, we, we, we just hired one at a time. It just became one at a time, maybe two at a time. And so okay. we needed those people to be uh, ramped up quickly and supported and trained. And so, that became a more critical piece as well. And, and maybe not as much in regards to what I did, but what I helped others do or mm-hmm. what I, you know, removed a barrier for someone so they could train someone else. Gotcha. So, 
um, decompart, well, not de- I guess it would compartmentalize the aspects of the business so that people could get ramped up and trained quickly. Um, that was, again, another key piece to that. Gotcha. Sounds like a lot more of working on the business, not just in the business, actually creating the processes and delegating rather than trying to do everything yourself because it was all up here in your head. Yes. <laughs> you know, and in that process, Blake, it, you do need to trust others. The, the level of trust and delegation needs to be adjusted, right? It, it's just part of you. No one person can do everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people are capable of doing more than what they're doing. So if you, if you dial into that, you're able to accomplish more in you know, multiple markets or different businesses. Mm-hmm. And while it's very hard, and I found it to be extremely difficult in, in many regards, it's, it's required in order to, to, to um, consider expanding or branching out okay. or adding new services be, because time is, is our number one resource, right? There's, just, there's not nearly enough of it to, uh, to continue at, that, at the pace prior with more business. Can't argue with that. Made many mistakes. Yeah. Many, many mistakes over the years. So. so the career path, the career development has obviously worked out for you. That was one of your primary priorities in contemplating additional locations is to create career paths. And obviously that has worked out. I uh, was fortunate enough, Express Employment has a, a great training program, not only for new franchisees, but also existing franchisees. Mm. And the, uh, the training that I attended over a three-year period really focused on creating a culture that embodies what, what, what you want and what you need and what you want to see and, and thinking about your legacy and, and what you're leaving behind. And a, a key aspect, I'll never forget it, was, was simple one-on-ones with your people. And we used to call them, you know, one-on-one meetings or, heck, I don't know what we call them, but, but I know what we call them now. They're called career conversations. We I sit- thought for sure you were going to say weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I was just waiting for that. No, this is this would not be. It might have been a name at some point. <laughs> career conversations are are what take place on a frequent basis, and again, it focuses not just our employees, but our our uh, director of operations, Travis. It focuses him on on talking about and being dialed into the individual and their career. So um, that has been, to your point, yes, very critical aspect to our success. I love the way you talk about that. Clearly, you're all about valuing the human capital assets that you have in your organization. Yes. Um, there's, there is absolutely no business out there that I know of. Maybe, maybe there is, but not one that I have found that isn't successful because of the people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's definitely the case with us. We have great people and... It's uh, it's challenging. There's no re- there's no there's no question about that. Challenging uh, situations occur when you've got 600 people working at 130 different companies in Omaha. 
Yeah. And our team of 15 people are in charge of you know, making sure it goes as smoothly as possible. It's impossible to, to bat a thousand all the time. Yeah. We don't win every time. We, we make mistakes. We don't get the right person hired. And that's a reason why people hire us because recruiting is hard yeah. and, uh, and we fail. But when we do, we make sure we're doing the right things to learn from it, grow mm-hmm. from it, rectify the situation, um, and, and continue to focus on the relationships. Um, so getting back, I'm really long-winded with this answer. Uh, definitely focused on people and relationships. And so yeah. the relationship piece, not only with our own team, but with all people that come into our office and all companies that we partner with. So you've got two, as you just reminded us there, you've got two sets of customers, right? The people that work for you who end up providing the placements and then the businesses, the B2B relationship. Correct. How do they get a hold? How do both customer segments get a hold of you? Great question. So our number one recruiting source is referrals. Yeah. You know, we, we have um, really bought into the fact that if we treat people right, if we find great jobs for people, they're going to spread the word for us. And 30 to 40% of our people that come in are, are through word of mouth and referrals. We're utilizing all, you know, all other avenues. Sure. Many of which you've heard of as well, but we do it every day all the time. And we focus on how many people are coming in. So we rarely have two or three bad days in a row, meaning you know, busy days. We, we typically have, you know, if we have a day where four or five people come in the next day, we need 15. Um, so we focus on that heavily and, uh, uh, dial into just working hard with the resources that we have. Companies find us, uh, through a couple different ways as well. We've got a, a strong email marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. We've got an awesome business development rep who's knocking on doors every single day. We are constantly reaching out to prior customers. We've got 300 to 350 different companies locally that we aren't staffing currently that we have staffed in the last nine years. So we're always looking for them, whether they need people or not, we're always trying to bring value to them because what we know is at some point they will. Yeah. And uh, just like every business, at some point you're going to need someone and maybe the timing's right. So, um, and never assume that they do remember you, right? You better reintroduce yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, so staying in contact with, with current and former clients, um, knocking on doors all day long, and then utilizing some some email marketing and other strategies to uh, to advertise our services is how we're we're finding good partners here in, in town and the community. The business community of Omaha has been fabulous, and we're so appreciative. Sounds like you've earned it. So if customers want to get a hold of you, whether that's the, the businesses that are looking for staff or people who want to work for you, what's the best contact info? Great question, Blake. ExpressOmaha.com. ExpressOmaha.com. You're going to find our locations, our phone numbers right there. And uh, we're eager to help job seekers and, and companies that are needing help as well. Perfect. And as our audience knows, uh, you can always scan the QR code on the screen of all these podcasts. And uh, they'll get in contact with us, and we'll make sure that they connect with you. Really important at a time like this. People need staff. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Bernie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Bernie Embody with Express Employment Professionals. 
been a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Blake. You're very welcome. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember, don't keep us a secret, and certainly don't keep Bernie a secret if you know somebody that needs some staffing assistance. You can subscribe, share, and follow us and share these episodes, including this one with Bernie and Body, with anybody who you think would benefit from knowing a little bit more about express employment professionals and or about how to expand once you're in a franchise system. Thanks for all of you being here today, and we'll see you on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Huda Media Production.